Welcome to the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. We are so grateful you're here with us today. Let's dive in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Creative Rise podcast. Today is a super exciting episode because we got a friend of ours, friend of the show that we talked about getting on the show before the show was even a show. And somehow we're 70 something episodes in and she hasn't been on yet. So today is the day Biba Vows is on the podcast with us, a great friend. We're getting into more of how well we know Biba and her whole story and a lot of other things in this episode. You're not going to want to miss it. But we are also so excited. We've been getting so many messages from people being like, I'm so excited for the next round with Creator Rise Mastermind. I'm on the wait list. When's it coming? Blah, 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 blah. It's so exciting. Yeah, we've announced the dates for our next six-week mastermind, which is going to be starting September 18th. And applications go live when, Joey? Uh, September 5th. September so September 5th, 5th, you can officially apply. It goes up live to the public. But if you're on the wait list, you get early access to apply, which is so helpful because guys, this is the eighth round. This will push us over 200 people that have graduated from the six-week Creative Res Mastermind. And so if you're not on the wait list, odds are you probably won't get a spot. Or if you do get a spot, you might squeak in one of the two two or three last people that sometimes get one. Yeah. And if you don't know what the Creative Rise Mastermind is, real quick, if you're new here, uh, new to the Creative Rise podcast, our Creative Rise Mastermind is our six-week signature program that basically walks creatives of any type. So wedding photographers, brand photographers, videographers, graphic designers, social Social media media managers, all of those good creative businesses basically walk through a six-week experience where you receive coaching, community, and accountability. It's super rad. You can learn more about it on our website, which is just creativerise.com to check that out. The biggest shortcut you could ever take for creative business. Literally no joke. So super excited about that. Uh, Other than that, guys, our episode with Biba is so fun. So exciting. Can't wait for you to listen to it. Dive on into it. Uh, Before you do, actually, I forgot to mention this. We also have another surprise for you in the episode. I'll kind of leak it right now. We talk a lot about productivity in this because Biba is one of the most impressive solopreneurs you will ever meet. Yeah. What she can do as a solo person working in her business is phenomenal. And it all comes down to the ways that she stays productive. And she talks a lot about how she stays productive in this episode, which is going to be so helpful for you as a business owner, whether you're a solopreneur or whether you have a team. But we took it a step further and we created a free resource for you. With uh, her. Us and her giving you our four biggest tips for solopreneurs to get more productive so you can grow your business. All you got to do is go to creativerise.com forward slash productivity. We're going to talk about that in the episode and you get the free little mini video course that we did on that. But other than that, this episode is so good. Can't wait for you guys to listen to it. Here's our chat. Here's our chat with Biba. What's up, Biba? Welcome to the show. Crazy. This is your first time on the Creative Rise podcast. What the heck? I know. I know. It's so crazy. Yeah. I feel like when you guys very first started it, Christy was like, we were talking about when I was going to come on. And that was a while ago. That was like, <laughs> that was I like think two that years was ago. two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is episode 70 something, right? Like that was oh a long time ago. <laughs> the like, buildup has really built the anticipation for Biba to be on our podcast. No, We've just been nervous, waiting for the nervous. perfect moment. <laughs> oh it. my gosh. Don't be nervous. We are so, so happy uh, to have you on the podcast because you've been a part of our lives just personally since literally the day oh we gosh. started dating. Yeah, I think we and need then- to tell everybody this. <laughs> When, okay, I first, that was so when I first flew to California to pursue Christy, called <laughs> we were friends at that point, but I was like, I'm going to marry this girl. I fly to California. I literally fly into San Diego. She's in San Diego speaking at a workshop that Bebo was running. And that was like 
well, that was like our first 24 hours together. It was like me sitting in the oh, back totally. of, a, of oh an gosh. Airbnb while <laughs> Biba and Christy are running a workshop for a bunch of female wedding photographers. It was awesome. I was like, who's this yeah. Biba person? She's super cool. This is Crushing awesome. it. And I was Crushing like, it. Christy's also really cool. This is awesome. You, you, know? could say, you could say your workshop was our first date. How about yeah. that? Aww, we'll say that. We'll say, wait, that's we'll so say cute. Our first date was a Romer's workshop. <laughs> honestly that. it's kind of true know, it's so good. uh but biba has shot our wedding <laughs> yeah, she's kind of you shot us in yosemite when we were dating you've yeah. been a part of our relationship life like nobody else so we really appreciate now that you're on the show in a more professional sense but still personal because <laughs> you are such a fun personal person so this is gonna be a great podcast episode but we're just gonna start diving in because i think we've got people that are coming from your side biba who are maybe like just wanting to know a little bit more of the backstory of biba You've got some fans out there that are probably listening. And then also, we are so excited to introduce you to the Creative Rise community that doesn't know you yet. And so we want to give people a great rounded view of what's going on in your life and talk about some really cool stuff today. So we always start our guest episodes with rapid fire questions. Okay, Viva, are you ready for these rapid fire questions? You're just going to give us quick, quick, short answers, not the backstory because we're going to get to that, but rapid answers. So number one, where are you from? California. Where in California? Southern California, San Diego. Perfect. So, San Diego, <laughs> California. And then what do you tell other people that you do? Like when someone asks you, what do you do? What do you say? I just say I'm a photographer. I There's too much. <laughs> like I'm a photographer. I love it. Okay, we'll get into it. <laughs> love it. How long have you been in business for? Like five years. Almost. Four, four and a half, five-ish. Love yeah. It. We'll call it five. We'll call it five. Yeah. And Christy's And then this question. is my favorite question You're of all time. elaborate a little bit more on this. What's an embarrassing moment or like a total fail that you've had in your business? Yeah. I feel like one of the biggest ones, I was just thinking about this that I had kind of recently was I was hosting a workshop in Hawaii. You know, the hair and makeup artists are coming. There's a wedding styled shoot. And I told the models the wrong day. And literally oh. the shoot was starting in like five minutes. It was so, and there was like, you know, all the, there was like, what, 16 photographers that none of them were from Hawaii. So all of them came from the mainland and were there to shoot this couple that thought that it was on Wednesday when in reality it was on Monday and I was freaking out. But luckily our Airbnb neighbors were so cute. And so we just ran over and asked them if they would do it and they came in last minute. So it ended up working out, but wow. Oh, I was freaking out. I I felt like such a failure in that moment. I was so embarrassed because I was like, the hair and makeup artists are literally there to do her hair and makeup. And I was like, oh my gosh, they're not replying. And I was like mad at the couple. And then I was like, wait a second, let me just make sure that I said everything right. And I was scrolling up through our messages. And I was like, oh frick. I was like, this oh my is gosh. my fault. Oh my God. <laughs> that, is, that, could be, that is a moment. That could be like marketing material for Airbnb. Like, I, yeah. I just picture one of those Airbnb starting to do these like really like personal <laughs> commercials where they talk about like, how families like reconnected at or something. Like FIBA should do something where like my business was saved by the Airbnb neighbors. If I was staying at a Marriott, it would have burned. No, Airbnb (laughs) saved my life. I love it. Pitch it. That's so good. It's so great. Wow. Okay. Well, you survived the rapid fire questions. Awesome job. We are going to now move into some more questions as we dive deeper into all that you are and all that you're doing, which is really exciting. But we kind of want to go back and start a little bit from the beginning. So people, where did you grow up and how did you end up in California? Yeah. So I grew up in Kansas. We traveled a lot as kids, but never like, 
I don't know, never like really to California or every time that we traveled, we went like internationally to like Mexico or the Bahamas or something. So I didn't really like explore the US a ton. And then because I'd never been to California before. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. I'd never been to California. And then my husband, who was my boyfriend in high school, he's a couple years older than me. So he left for the Marines while I was still in high school. And I was like, okay, well, this sucks. Like I'm all alone here. And like, he's all alone there. And yeah, so I went to college for a year. And then when I was in college, that was like when we were engaged. And that's when I kind of like started thinking about photography. And I literally Googled like, how much does a photographer make? And it said $20,000. So I was like, okay, never mind. I don't want to be a photographer. It's not going to make any money. (laughs) So yeah, so I didn't, I decided to like kind of quit that dream for then. And then yeah, I graduated a year early from college and we got married a couple weeks after. And yeah, Bo was still in the Marines at that point and still is now. So I moved out here after we got married and that's what brought me out to California. And I'd came and visited him a couple times before that. But other than that, like I'd like never been to California. So I was like, oh, it's like so cool. It's like the dreamland. It's like, you know, LA, I don't know, Hollywood. Like I just thought I was 17. And now you're <laughs> like, like yeah. I never want to go to Hollywood or LA. Yeah. Probably. Like, like LA is I'm the worst. Insane. Hollywood LA is disgusting. Is the worst. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's so okay. Good. So what got you into becoming a photographer? Because you just said that you you looked at the dream, said 20K per year, that's not gonna cut it. What got yeah. you to kind of jump over that hurdle? How did that start? Yeah, yeah. So like all throughout high school and stuff, I really like wanted to do it. And I went and like toured colleges to go into photography. And that's kind of when I just like kept Googling. I'm like, like it only makes $20,000. So yeah, I decided to go to a college like that had nothing to do with photography and it, I just got a scholarship for running. And so I like kind of gave up on it. And then when I moved out to California, I was like, Hey, what am I doing with my life? Like I have an associates in business. I think it was ag business because I think I got a another scholarship for like agriculture because I grew up on a farm. So it was like the most random thing that I'm like, what am I going to use with that? Like, I don't want to be a farmer. So I was applying to like every single job that I could like think of and imagine. And I was not getting any jobs because I was probably 18 and they saw me as like a military wife who wasn't going to live here for very long, like no experience in anything. Like I'd been a waitress. So then I decided I was like, okay, well, I need to go back to college Um, and I didn't really want to go to college on my running scholarship anymore. So I decided to start working at Starbucks because if you work at Starbucks and you can go to college for free and yeah, I was working at Starbucks and I actually loved that job. It was a lot of fun, but I was just bored and I like never ended up actually going back to college because I was like, I'm not going to go if I don't know what I want to do. So yeah, I was just working there and I was super bored. And one night I was laying in bed on my phone and I was like, Googled like, it was probably like a BuzzFeed quiz or something. And it was like, what to do with my life? Like, what do I want to be when I grow up? And Classic. it said, Those yeah. Those dark holes <laughs> yes. you go down. Yes. Yeah, gotcha. and it was like 2 a.m. because I had like a 4 a.m. shift the next morning. So I don't know. So I started Googling and it said something along the lines of like social media, like creating, I don't know, like content. And so I was like, oh, photography, like I'll do that again. And so... The next day I was at work and I was on my 10 minute break and I had followed this photographer because she shot like a military homecoming. And so I started following her from that just because it was like cute. And I was like, oh, Bo's a Marine. Like maybe I'll have pictures like that someday. And she posted that she was hosting a workshop and I was like, 
I mean, I just took a quiz last night that said that I should do this. So I guess I'll do that. Like so I texted Bo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I texted Bo and I was like, hey, can I do this? And it was like, I mean, obviously a lot of money for something that I had like no idea about anything. He was like, yeah, you should do it. And so I was on my 10 minute break and I was freaking out. And then I just like venmo this random person on Instagram, like $2,000. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well, I guess I need a camera now and <laughs> guess I'm doing this. So I was kind of freaking out and I like felt, I don't know, like really bad for Bo that I just like wasted this money. And I was like, okay, I need to make that back. So I ended up getting a second job as a waitress during the time from that I signed up for the workshop to the time that the workshop came so that I can make back that money in case it was like a huge mistake. Yeah. And I was freaking out that entire Starbucks shift. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that. So then I went home that night and I, you know, got a camera. I don't, it was like, I don't know, Canon Rebel or something like that. And then it was like two weeks before the workshop host posted that they were like their packing guide and they posted what kind of cameras they had. So then I was Googling like their camera versus my camera. And I was like, my camera is terrible compared to theirs. <laughs> and so then it was like right before that, I was like, I, I need a new camera. And so I was talking to my mom and I ended up getting a Mark IV. Literally didn't know how to use it. Like I <laughs> still hasn't shot anybody, but by the Mark IV. Yeah, just jump straight to it. I mean, you might as well. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. So got the Mark IV, got the Canon 35. I was shook that I spent that much money on something. But at this point I was invested. I was like, I got a crappy waitressing job for those two months that I like absolutely hated, but I made the money back. So it's fine. And I went to the workshop and just was so obsessed, like made so many of my best friends still to this day and mm. came back the next day and quit my job. And yeah, that was like four and a half years ago. So that's kind of where it Crazy. all started. That is so wild, Viva. I, I loved love that. that. Okay. So talk, give like a little bit of the highlight reel. So from there, you then have, I mean, many people know like what you've accomplished, but some people yeah. don't. So give why don't you give like us quick, like, went from there to yes, this, to this, to this, to where you are now, to where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah as, so as, still as a photographer, apparently, <laughs> apparently that's all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which I so can appreciate because people are always like, so what do you do, man? And I'm like, uh, marketing. They're like, marketing. Gosh, marketing. that's cool, man. Where'd you go to school? I'm like, uh, I did. I did. <laughs> yeah. It, it, Nobody know, goes so to school it. anymore. I so get it. No. So, okay. Give us the like, what chronologically happened really quickly yes. know, up until this point. Yeah. So at that workshop, one of the main things that they talked about was just like getting clients, especially in a new place, like living in California. I didn't know anybody there. So I went home and I set up literally probably... 200 shoots that summer. And I just shot almost every single day for that entire summer. And it was a blast. It was so much fun. And obviously during that time, like I was second shooting. I was, I had like one random wedding that I somehow booked before the workshop. I don't know. And it was actually what? a beautiful wedding. That's yeah, crazy. I, That's amazing. I think that they, well, they were a military couple. So I think that I probably like replied to their like Facebook post or something. But yeah, it was like actually a really good wedding and I loved it. And yeah, I was second shooting a ton, which was so great because there's, I mean, so many photographers travel to California. So yeah, just a lot of connections from the workshop led me to a lot of opportunities. And then I quickly started to book weddings that first year, like that fall, I think I had like five or six of my own weddings, 
which I was really proud of. And then the next year I, you know, slowly got more. So I think I had like 25 the next year. And then, yeah, kind of just like coasted through that. And during all of that, I was like hosting style shoots and doing like retreats and stuff for other photographers. And then 2020 hit and I was freaked out along with everybody else. And that's kind of where we met. And yeah, we like right at the beginning of quarantine. Oh yeah, home team. That was kind of like where I feel like a lot of things like shifted for me. So yeah, you guys were doing home team. I think I spoke on it or something. Yeah, you did. Um, And home team, just to describe that for a second for context. That was right when Christy and I started dating. I had already been running Creative Rise stuff because Mm -hmm. that was a thing that I did before I met Christy. And then Christy was running home team, which was like similar to what I was doing Creative Rise wise. Mm -hmm. And we were doing these big Zoom calls for all these people that were stressed out about what COVID was going to do to their businesses. Beeble was a part of that. She spoke on a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. And then... Post that, Christy and I then kind of merged those two things, and that's why it's just creative rise now. But just for context, yeah, because yeah, I don't yeah. think Back that story. word gets thrown around as much as as much. Home as, team is OG. If someone is, oh, notices yeah. what home when team is, you've like, been around. Home teamer, we're like, what's up, baby? Welcome home. Welcome home. Okay, so keep going. So home team. Yeah, so home team, and then obviously during that time too, like that was when all my weddings were getting canceled. So I was so freaked out, and that's kind of when I started like online education. I came out with a Pinterest guide. And I I think that's why I was like a part of home team. Like I think yeah, that you, we did something with the Pinterest guide. Through yeah, it. we, we, inter- we brought you on and interviewed you. And then so many people were so stoked yeah. about it. It, it was taught awesome. everybody on Pinterest stuff. And there was a yeah. lot of people who were like, Beba's literally changed my business through Pinterest. That yeah. was so cool. So if you don't have the so guide cool. and you're listening to this, go get the Pinterest guide. There you go. Yeah. Keep so going. that was just, yeah, it was so much fun. And I think that I just really loved it like during that time like I'd never realized like how much community you could have by staying at Mm -hmm. home so yeah I still had all my weddings booked and but yeah that's when I kind of like decided that I wanted to like gear more towards like something else outside of wedding photography and I didn't really know what that was at the time and then started shooting all of my weddings and I was also like panic booking a lot of weddings during that Mm -hmm. time too because Mm -hmm. I was like I don't know like how long this is gonna last like I don't want to not be making any money. And so I just completely overbooked myself for 2021. And yeah, 2021 came. I kind of transitioned roamers into more of like an education because before that it was just like a series of styled shoots. And I was just so scared to like teach on my own. And Christy like helped so much with that because she, I had her come and guest speak and she was like, wait, why aren't you doing this? And I'm like, I don't know, because I don't want to. (laughs) Like, I'm scared. I don't know. So yeah, then 2021, I like transitioned roamers into like a lot more education rather than just styled shoots. And then, yeah, I was just still doing like more education. But then on top of that was like all my weddings. And then I just got so burnt out and I like just hated traveling all the time. And I, I don't know, I was just like in such a big rut, but like feeling so fulfilled in the other sides of things. And yeah, now it's 2020 and I have a lot less weddings, which I feel good about. And I feel like I'm at like a really good point with weddings now. And yeah, just doing roamers and I don't know, just like, I feel like a bunch of random different things. I feel like Viva, you have so many things. First of all, 
if anyone was in the wedding space in the last two years, it's like, you know, Biba, like Biba is iconic in the wedding (laughs) industry as a wedding photographer. I feel like you were just, you are someone who I think in it, and your story is so interesting in that you're like, I went to a workshop and then I cranked out 200 shoots in one summer. And then I booked like six weddings in two months. Like you just grind and you worked so hard and you, I think, attracted so many clients, attracted a ton of Instagram followers over such a short period of time. You were just like, anytime an opportunity came, you just threw yourself into it full force. And I think that's why you've been a a huge part of why you've been so successful is because you've had the confidence to move forward in that. Even when you say, I didn't have the confidence to move forward, you still (laughs) move forward, which is super, super cool. So I hope everyone can also listen to this going like, man, that's really inspiring of like, I can start anything that I want to, right? Like I can just like go for it. And so I think that's really, really inspiring. And one of the coolest parts about all of that, Biba, is you have had different people help you out at different points. And we've kind of heard about that and talked to to you about that. But for the most part, you have built what you've built as a solopreneur. Totally. Which there's two ways to do business. You either do business in a team format where you build a team under you, which is great. Or you do it in a solopreneur format, which is also just as great. There's no right or wrong. They just come with different pros and cons. However, a lot of people think that the only way to be successful is by building a team and having tons of people working for you. And and it depends on what you're doing in a lot of areas of business that that is a big need. But as a creative and specifically to what you're doing, if you have great time management skills, you're really good at saying productive, you can be a solopreneur really well. And you're like perfect living proof of that. So yeah. why don't we talk about just for a second, like what do you think are some of the main reasons why creatives struggle? Because 95, 98, 99% of creatives are probably solopreneurs, right? Most people don't have a team working under them. So why mm-hmm. do you think so many people struggle as solopreneurs when it comes to actually being productive? I would love to talk about that because I feel like that's kind of mm-hmm. your secret sauce on why you've been able to build Roamers to what it was, why you, you were able to do 200 shoots in a summer. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Like all yeah. of that stuff, you built a great wedding business, right? The you, fact that you built, have, you've got your wedding business, you have yeah. an entire preset business that is like You're like the only incredible. person to actually have presets and like legit make money off of And make great way. money <laughs> off of them. I'm going to do presets. I'm like, oh my gosh. You've like ran conferences <laughs> with other people, other entrepreneurs. You're yeah. starting new businesses right now. Like how, yeah, your question being. Yeah. Why do you think people other than you, like, let's just put a blanket statement yeah. over people because I want to give somebody, I want to give people something to grasp onto and go, oh, that is me. Because then we're going to talk about maybe how they can, mm-hmm. they can jump through some of that. But yeah. why do you think people as solopreneurs struggle to just be productive? Oh, gosh. I, I don't, I feel like I'm such a goal person. And like, if I don't have like something that I'm like working towards, then it's like really hard for me to continue on with that. So, and especially like as a, business owner, like sometimes it's like scary to like put such big goals on. So I don't, I guess maybe my thought process would be is like, they're not like, what are you working for? Like, are you just working because that's what everybody does? Or are you working because you want to achieve something? Or like, do you want to buy a house? Or do you, you know, want to go to the beach every day and like not have to work? Or like, what, what are you working for? And like, I feel like once you have something that you're working towards, you're so much more productive than mm. when you're just working to work. Like, go yeah. get a nine to five job at that point. Like, totally. Um, oh, that's so true. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I think that's it's so like, I don't know. Hopefully, yeah, it's, 
no, that totally makes sense. I think a lot of people sometimes will just be like, oh, I'll just like start something, I guess. And like, they'll do it off of just like inspiration. Like, oh, I just got really inspired to do this. But if you just rely on inspiration and motivation to like help you be productive, then that's going to fizzle out. I mean, I know for myself, Uh, like I'll get excited about a project. I'm sure all three of us, we are all ideas people. (laughs) We've probably cranked out more ideas than most people, (laughs) but cranking out an idea and you're like, I'm so excited about this. And then it never actually comes to fruition. Like I know I've done that like so many times and I'm sure you guys have too. Well, that's like the classic flaw, right? Is like we go, oh my gosh, I'm so inspired to do this. I'm going to go buy the camera. I'm going to go to the workshop. But then they never they never actually have any kind of external motivation that's going to take them past that. Totally. Right? So here's a question I have that kind of goes into that. And then, I, Christy, what you were just saying is super good. We should circle back to that. But when you think about that, I want you to relate that to yourself now. So you're saying if you don't have motivation that kind of goes beyond just working your job, because that's all it is. Mm-hmm. If you own a business, you're just working a job for yourself, right? Right. If you're saying if you don't have anything that kind of like externally pulls you past that, you're going to not get very far. So what are some of those things maybe in the past that have gotten you to this point? And then what are maybe some of those motivations right now that keep you working? Yeah. Like describe those. Yeah. Cause I think it'd be really cool for people to hear those for you. And maybe mm-hmm. that'll give them insight on maybe what their motivations are. Yeah. So I, I'm like such a nerd when it comes to like money and budgeting and stuff. So at the beginning it was it. definitely <laughs> math yeah. is the path. It was, math, yes. math is the path. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, at the beginning it was definitely like just like making back the money from all of that stuff that I spent money on. And also like being married young, like I you know, went straight from like living off of my parents to then living off of Bo. And I was like, okay, but what am I providing? Like what am I doing. I've never, I mean, I've had jobs, but it's always just went to savings. Like I've never really had to worry about anything. And so, and I didn't want to be like that. Like that summer I was like, okay, I need to like make a job. I need to make a plan for my life, especially because at that time Bo was like, yeah, I'm getting out of the Marines. Like, what am I going to do afterwards? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I just want to like have fun. Like I don't want to, you know, (laughs) constantly have to be thinking about that. Yeah. So yeah, at the beginning, that was definitely just like making up all the money that I spent because I was feeling kind of guilty for that. Um, But then it like slowly transitioned into like with weddings, I like, you know, each year set a goal of like, okay, I want to make like $75,000 with weddings. And then the next year, you know, like 100,000. And then same with my presets, like just like setting like very distinct goals of like what I wanted to do and like why I wanted to do that. So like for the last probably two years, Bo and I have just been like saving for our house, you know, once he gets out of the Marines in November. So that was always like, okay, like we're buying a house, like we want to put down as much as we can. So that's kind of what that has been. And now that we've bought the house, it's like, okay, I want to pay that off as fast as we can. And also like last year, I really wanted a Jeep. So I was like, okay, if I do this, 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 and this, and like do this at this time, then I'll have this much to like buy a Jeep in cash. So not that it like is always money motivated. I think that some things are like I'm motivated by money by, but then there's things like roamers where it's like, I want to go to Hawaii and like, like be surrounded by a bunch of girls and like have the best week of my life. And like, I want to add an extra day because I want to like meet these girls and hang out with them and go to the beach. (laughs) I'm such a beach bum. Love it. Yeah. I just think I'm always just motivated by kind of specific things with each specific business idea and like what I kind of expect it to bring for me. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I want to make really clear that I'm hearing you say is like you are motivated by money. 
And that is yeah. not a bad thing. A <laughs> no. lot of people think that's a bad thing. It is not. The reason no, why it's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. And oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you told me that in 2020 when we were walking through Yosemite. I remember like exactly where we were and we were talking about it. And I was like, yeah, but like, I don't really want to. And you're like, why? It's not a bad thing. And so yeah. I've literally like that has stuck with me ever since then. So that's well, I'm awesome. glad. Well, Love I, you I was going to say that. you and yes. you embodied that so well because you were like, oh, I wanted to make all the money back that I spent on that thing because I spent a lot of money on it. Oh, yeah. I wanted to make enough money so that I could I could qualify myself to buy that Jeep or I could qualify our, me and my husband to buy that, you know, you and mm-hmm. Bo. I said that as if I'm married to Bo. You and <laughs> Bo could buy that house, right? And what I'm, yeah. what I'm saying in that is you're quantifying money as a tool. That's not a bad thing at all. That's yeah. literally what it is. Money is nothing but a tool to do things, yeah. with, right? Mm-hmm. And we hope that everybody in the world, we hope everybody listening to this podcast is going to see money that way and is going to, I want to use my money for good, whether it's for my yeah. own good, for my family, yeah. you know, what, like you're doing or whether it's for the good of other people, right? But money is is nothing but a tool. And I love that you've got a great perspective on money. And I think, I'm going to put myself on the line here and I, I'm going to say, Biba, I think a massive part of your success in your career is due to the fact that you have a good relationship with money. Yeah, absolutely. Because so many creatives will go, I actually don't want to make money. Like subconsciously, their mm-hmm. brains are primed not to make money. Yeah. What happens when they get to the end of the year? They go, I don't know if I can keep doing this. I got to go to get another job. Well, right. why? Yeah. Well, I didn't make money. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your thoughts on money? How do you view money? Well, money's bad. It's like, well, of course you're not going to make it as an entrepreneur. Yeah. You don't see the main necessity, the bloodline of what you need to have in your business as a tool, right? So yeah. big kudos to you. I love that you just said that. I love how you were like, I'm not really motivated by money, but I'm kind of motivated by money, you know, because it's <laughs> yes. a weird thing to say. Yeah. I'm motivated by money, but it's like you're motivated by what that the blood of your business is going to do for your business and how yeah. that's going to give you and Bo and your future family, you know, whatever type of life and you being able to do other things with that money to help other people. Like, yeah, such yeah, a cool thing. Totally. So I just want to make that really clear. You have done that so well. And I think that's a great attribute of, of your success. And I want everybody mm-hmm. listening to this to think about their own money situation, because if you are really, really insecure when it comes to money, you're not going to be able to build a good business because it just so happens that money is yeah. the lifeline of a business, right? So yeah, that's, yeah. So that's a really cool point. Okay, let's I circle back to what you were talking about because that was so good as well. Yeah, well, I, I think this will also help with that conversation is, people. what's a time either in your life if you can pinpoint it or if it's something that like, I know this is a trigger that kills my productivity, kills my motivation for productivity. It kills like if I wake up in the morning and I just feel drained, like what preceded that? Like what are some of the triggers that maybe make you feel unproductive? Yeah. I feel like I'm like all over the place when it comes to like schedule and like motivation and stuff. Like I definitely go through waves. So I mean like the biggest one in my business was pretty much all of last year when I was just like working so much and I was exhausted. And so it was like when I wasn't shooting weddings, like I didn't want to be doing anything like business related, which I like outsourced pretty much everything last year, which really helped with that. So I just feel like there's like so many things with different seasons in life. Like even if it's just like cloudy outside and it's like, or if it's really sunny outside and I'm like, okay, I'm having FOMO. Like I want to be outside. Like I don't (laughs) want to be sitting in here, but yeah, I don't. I guess one thing that I learned very early on that this might be kind of more of like a surface level thing of just like having a clean desk. Like if my Mm. desk is like disgusting and like there's like empty Starbucks, (laughs) like all sitting all over, then I, yeah, am not productive or Mm -hmm. 
yeah, that's, I don't I mean, know. That's I like that. There's just so many things. What, yeah, no, I think you're touching. You and what takes energy. Yeah. Energy. So you got to have a clean space. For some people, that's huge. And For I some think, people, it doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah, I think you're touching on this point that we were talking about earlier and that you're, you're unveiling for everybody is that prepping and like being aware of what takes away your energy and what gives you energy is the most important thing you can do when it comes to your productivity, 100%. being aware yeah. of your energy, being not, and not in a woo woo way, just like being aware of like yeah. what makes you feel drained and burnt out and what fills you up. It's going to be yeah. different for a lot of people, but I think that there are some tried and true things that take away your energy and things that actually give you energy and give you like a prep for your mind and body to actually be productive throughout the day. And I think what you're saying yeah. of like, even just organization, like what's like your space look like when you go to work? What does your morning routine look like? What does also not piling up your schedule where you're working every second of every day, doing a lot of yeah. these tasks mm -hmm. that maybe your business requires, but you're not giving yourself margin to actually be refilled to then go back and be excited about work. I think a lot of those things yeah. are things that creatives could probably be like, oh my gosh, that's me. Or like, oh my gosh, if I go to bed late, I feel like a wreck the next day. Or if I don't stay up late and I have have to get up early, that actually burns me out. You know, I think that yeah. there's some really interesting pieces in there that affect productivity. And I think when we rely fully on just inspiration, when we're like, maybe some people are going to be listening to this and they're going to be, I'm so inspired by Biba about the preset thing. That's I'm going to go out and do my own <laughs> presets and it's going to be great. And then they'll try but. it for a couple of days based off of their motivation. And then it's going to die. And whether or not yeah. they pick it back up and actually push it across the finish line isn't going to be if they get re-inspired. It's going to be, can they develop healthy habits that's going to prep their mind and body to be productive? And I think that is yeah. like one of the most important things you can do as a creative. And it sounds like it's what you do as a creative every single day because you are a solopreneur. You're not like a, your boss isn't telling you, hey, Biba, you need to finish this deadline by this time. You're doing that mm -hmm. all by yourself. And so I think you do such a good job of that because you run so many different businesses. <laughs> and I think a lot of people can kind of glean from that. So yeah, I think yeah, productivity is just huge. So yeah. Yeah. I think reiterating like what you said about just like being aware because like I think everybody, especially as a business owner, when you don't have a boss telling you what to do, like you're going to go through phases of like, you know, in summertime, like the sun sets way later, like just like being aware of those things. And like, if you're married, like if your husband's coming home from work at a certain time, like just like kind of like basing that, like how you work around all of your surroundings and then yeah, like changing it throughout the seasons. And yeah. not just like, because I'm like a routine person, but like, I cannot do the same thing every day. Like totally. I've tried to write in a journal every day and I can't do that. Like, <laughs> and that's yeah. okay. And I think everybody's different in it and like realizing that everybody is different, that you can make mm. it your own. So yeah. yeah. One of the coolest pieces of advice I ever got about, I feel like it is productivity was actually from my dad. He said, work comes in waves for some people. So it's like, you'll have a wave that comes where you've got a lot of work. You got a lot of motivation. You've got a lot of whatever it is. You've got a, a lot going on and you're going to grind for a season and then it recedes and you have your season of a little bit more rest, a little more margin. Mm -hmm. You're not going to work all day, every day. You're going to take that time off. And it sounds like that's how you work. And that's very much how we work is we work in waves. Yeah. And I think that might help people to know who might be coming out of a nine to five, who might be coming out of working full time for somebody or being in school full time is to come out of that going, I don't have to work on a strict schedule being a creative. You can mm -hmm. make your own you can make your own waves of what your work looks like throughout the year. And that might actually help your productivity a ton, which is super cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. And to wrap that point up, Biba, what would you say to somebody who actually feels really guilty and feels like caught in the the washing machine of, I just always overwork myself because that's what I think I'm supposed to be doing. Because I'm uh, assuming you would probably say that that's not actually going to help them produce much. Like, what would you say to that person? Because there's a lot of people yeah. that listen to this podcast that I guarantee you live in that day. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I guess if I were like just to give them advice, it's like just take two weeks off and like don't do anything, don't think about anything. And like when they come back to work, they'll be so much more inspired. They'll be more creative. They'll be literally just they'll get so much more done in a shorter period of time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the cool thing about owning a business is that you don't have to work all the time. And oh, 100%. Yeah. Like it seems like common sense, but it's like that joke that goes around on Instagram where it's like, oh, I started my business and instead of working nine to five, now I work 24 seven. And it's like, that's true. But also it doesn't have to be like that. Like no, you can choose not to do that all the time. And yeah, like, you know, if there's certain things that are draining, like emails or Instagram or whatever, like, outsource it just for like a month or just forget about it for like a month. And mm. if it's in a healthy way, like don't abandon totally. your emails for of a course. month. That's probably totally. not the best thing, but for sure. Yeah. Sorry. What was the question? I kind of, no, that's it. it's said. like, it's like, yeah, okay. it's because it's so true, right? People just think that you're like a slave. I, Christy and I say this all the time. If you own a business and it's not helping you achieve your personal goals. You just own a job. Like you don't yeah. own your own business. That's that's giving you like liberation from potentially mm -hmm. the work schedule that you didn't enjoy when you worked a nine to five, right? So the whole point of owning a business is because a lot of us want to control more aspects of our lives. And so it's a it's a mm -hmm. lifestyle of yeah. it's a lifestyle choice, right? To get into choosing to do that. And it's totally true what Christy said and what you guys were saying. You know, there's seasons where you have to grind and you won't see, you know, a lot of the things you want to yeah. be doing each day as much. But then there's seasons where it's like, wow, we actually can do whatever we want for the next two months. And that, is that okay? Can we do that? Yeah. It's like, yeah. can somebody sign off on that for me? But it's like, just do it. Like it's your mm, thing. So yeah. That's really encouraging. I hope somebody uh, listening to that today, that's just going to change their perspective on it because yeah. it's so helpful. Okay. So here's the fun part of this episode. We are, we're all excited to talk about this. We love this conversation. Biba loves this conversation. It has helped Biba build the business she's been able to build. Christy and I love this conversation. It's helped us build the businesses we've been able to build. Mm -hmm. And it all comes down to, again, the only way business has ever worked, the only way business will ever work is you get paid for what you produce. You get paid for the value you give out to the world. Now, what stops people from giving value to the world is their productivity, right? And we've yeah. talked a lot about productivity today, a lot about things that help you, especially as a solopreneur. That's something that's so cool about what you're doing is it's it's very solo in a lot of the, the things that you're doing. And that's a super cool strong suit. And that's really relatable to a lot of people. Oh, so yeah. the three of us got together and said, what could we do outside of this podcast that's going to really help people? just go deeper into that and, and to get better results in their business. And we were like, we should make some kind of free PDF that people can download with some of our best productivity tips. And then we wait, wait, hold on a second. We should go a step <laughs> further and we should create a PDF that also has like a little video course that's going to teach people visually and audibly these four tips. Now, the coolest thing about this is we made it. Second coolest thing about this is it's <laughs> totally free. And the third thing is it's so easy to get. So four tips for solo, four productivity tips for solopreneurs. It's a, literally a small video course. It's going to take you less than 15 minutes to completely demolish, go through it, take notes on it, see what's applicable to you, see how you can integrate that into your life. 
I'm really excited about it. All you got to do is go to creativerise.com forward slash productivity. I really hope you can spell that word properly. We were trying to think like, different words. If we not, like, just go to either one of our Instagrams and we'll have it linked in our yeah, bio. You can, either, you can find that. it somewhere there. Creativerise Instagram, figure it out. You'll be able to find it. If you're a Creativerise person and you're used to this stuff, because uh, we talk about this stuff on the show all the time when we give away free things, all you got to do is just text the word productivity to 916-587-6417. 916-587-6417. It's in the description of this podcast. Just shoot us a text, write the word productivity, and we'll send you the guide and the link to actually go through and grab the, that video. I'm super excited for people to, to, to dive into this. Um, people, oh, yeah. Why do you think something like this matters and how can something even though it's free, I don't know why everyone in the world wouldn't get it. Like, why is this free thing that's going to take somebody 15 minutes to to go through going to help people? Yeah. I feel like it goes back to everything that we were just saying. Like, why are you working? Like, if you're just working to work, then just go get a normal job because it'll be a lot easier than you're doing, like, than what you're doing right now. So, 100%. like, <laughs> working for something, like being productive when you work, that way when you're not working, you can, like, fully enjoy your time and not just be like sitting there absolutely stressed about everything that you need to be doing instead. I don't know. I feel like just being productive is like such a thing, especially like creative people struggle with because like you want to be creative. You want to be artsy. Like you want to enjoy that side of it. And like not as people, not as many people want to like do the business side of it. So it's like, how can, yeah, I don't know. Just like be productive. <laughs> like, yeah. Educate just, people on being productive. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. I love that. And, and yeah, go yeah. ahead. Oh, I was just going to say like you can like little tips like here and there are great, but like learning from people who like you guys who are like kill it, like you're so productive. Like, I don't know, like nobody can ever stop learning, especially with things like this that are like not just for wedding photographers, like it's not just for brand photographers. It's not just for this, this, this or this, like it's literally just how to be productive. Yeah, mm. it's going to be so fun. It's going to be the three of us talking on these videos, educating you guys, because that's going to be cool because it's going to be from three different perspectives. These yeah. four different tips from all three of us is going to be really cool. I just really think productivity is like the key for freedom. Like if you're thinking oh, like yeah. productivity is like boring and it's going actually against my freedom, you're wrong. Like productivity is literally the gateway so that you can have freedom and enjoy your life when you're off. Because then when you're working, you're actually working hard and you're doing it really, yeah. really well. And you'll feel good when you're working. If you want to feel better when you're working, get this guide. <laughs> it's totally free. We just want to help you guys out. So yeah, this is going to be so much fun. We can't wait for you guys to get it again. Just creativerise.com forward slash productivity. Yep. Uh, it'll be linked on both of our bios. Biba, how can people find you? Yeah. And then we got oh, one more gosh. question. Oh, yeah, I got one more question. But how can people find you before before we ask this final question? I have literally about a million Instagrams. Uh, <laughs> so regular, <laughs> just my regular like home base Instagram is just Biba Vals. Um, and then I have my Roamers Instagram, which is, yeah, primarily for photographers. And yeah, it's just Roamers Workshop. And then I also do wedding photography. So I have Biba Vals photo and then I have my presets, which are Biba Vals presets. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So but yeah, mainly I, just type in, yeah. <laughs> type in Biba Vals and then go to suggested accounts. There are going to be about yes. six of them. Just follow totally. all of them. <laughs> I yeah, love that's that. the best thing about having such a unique name. Like I will never have to worry about if an Instagram user Never name have is to available. worry about handles. Yeah, that's amazing. Cool. Yeah. Okay. And then this is our signature question. Let's yeah. wrap up the show today with this. Why should someone break the creative struggle in their own lives. Like that's what creative rises all about. We exist literally because we believe creatives deserve to break the creative struggle. You've broken the creative struggle. You're, you're not, ma you're making over $20,000. You, you broke the 20,000 barrier <laughs> yes. by like 10 X plus. Like, yes. like you, you're, you crushed that. 
why should some, the only reason why you did that was because you cared enough to break that in your own life. Yeah. Why should somebody go for it? That's basically the question. I, I mean, unless you're literally just wanting to work the rest of your life, like, what are you doing? Like, I literally don't know anybody who just loves to go to work, like, all the time. Like, if they could work 24-7, they could. Like, nobody is like that. And it's like, just, like, once you, yeah, just, like, burst out of, like, your own mind, it just frees up so much of your life. And, like, then you enjoy work so much more. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even know. I'm like so nervous on this totally. podcast. No, good. No, that's a good answer. <laughs> it's like so go good. for it because you might as well do what you love. If you're going to have to work, mm-hmm. you might as well go hard at what you love doing so that you can do, you can go to the beach whenever you want. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is your life. Yeah, so the that you can go to the beach. beach. <laughs> go to the beach. Yes. That's I love perfect. It. That's I love the signature yeah. of Val's. <laughs> totally. Well, uh, thanks so much for being on the show today. Yeah, we um, so appreciate you. Thank you for being a great friend. Thanks for being uh, a great no. friend of Creative Rise. <laughs> thanks for giving us just an awesome chat today on the podcast. And I'll speak for everybody listening today. Thanks for giving everybody value. Yeah. Super cool. No. So, so you guys are awesome. the best. Thanks for having me and thanks for listening to me ramble. <laughs> I love it. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Biba. What a phenomenal interview with Biba. She um, is the most genuine. Oh, she just like says I it how it is. Her. She's just like, here it is. Here's all the things that helped me. So I hope that was super helpful yes. for you. I know I learned a lot even just through having that conversation with Biba. Yeah. So Biba, thank you. Uh, guys, if you do not already follow Biba, make sure you go follow all of the accounts that Biba listed. <laughs> all of her but accounts. primarily make sure you go follow at Biba Vowels because you'll get to see everything else from there. So yeah, make sure you go hit her up there. Absolutely. So again, we don't want you guys to miss out on that free productivity guide and video course. So hop on over to creativerise.com forward slash productivity or just hit us up at Creative Rise on Instagram. You'll see the links for it there. Again, totally free. So get it yourself, send the link to some friends, have them download it as well and hold each other accountable to these productivity tips. That would be awesome. Oh, 100%. Uh, Yeah. So yeah. This will really, really help you grow your business. Like these four tips are so, so great. Really excited to get them in your hands. Absolutely. Get them in your head. Get them in your hands and into your head. So, and if you are not on the wait list yet for the Creative Rise Mastermind, if community coaching and accountability sounds like something that you need in your business to help it flourish in this next year, while you do these productivity tips to bring your business to the next level, we want you to get on that wait list because it sells out every single time. So we want you to get on the wait list so you get first access when applications go live because we start September 18th. Yeah. So all you have to do to get on the wait list is just creativerise.com and you'll see all the buttons for it yeah. there. It's going to be an amazing fall. We're super excited. There's no better way to kick off fall in your business. Fall is like refreshing, right? Like fall Absolutely. brings new life to people. It's the start of the school year. It just brings new life to families, to businesses. And so there's no better way for you to kick off finishing the year strong. Fun fact the best time to make money in your business is from the beginning of September to the end of the year. It is historically and statistically like the best time for most people. If you look at the stats, most people grow their revenue the most in those four months than they do at quarter four of the year than they do any other time. So what a great time to be surrounded by by people who are going to guide you, people who are going to keep you accountable and then a community to cheer you on. So cannot wait again, creativerise.com forward slash uh, nothing, but you just creativerise.com. <laughs> You'll see all the wait list buttons there. We cannot wait to start yeah. round eight. Crazy. It's been eight rounds of this already. Other than that, guys, thanks for being here today. Make sure, again, you go follow Biba. We'll catch you on the next episode. See you then. Thank you so much for joining us today. We were so happy to have you here. 
And do not forget to jump onto iTunes, give us a five-star rating and write a written review. That would mean the world to us. And we'll catch you next time on the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. Peace.